Devin Brown has one job when the Buckeyes play Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We am still not used to the early signing period in recruiting and bowl prep colliding at the same time. Ohio State adjusted to this part of the calendar, and I'm going to have to adjust as well. Welcome in, Buckeye fans, to a Tuesday edition of Locked on Buckeyes here on Tuesday, December 19th in the year 2023. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast, and I want to thank you, all of you, for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or even first watch of every single day. The Buckeyes will be on the field inside AT&T Stadium before you know it. Yes, I am like you. I wish it happened today, but that's not exactly how the cookie crumbled for the Buckeyes bowl game in 2023. But this bowl game is unlike really many bowl games we have watched. The Buckeyes have a new QB1. Kyle McCord is gone, transferred to Syracuse. In comes Devin Brown. The backup quarterback is thrust into the QB1 spot. And when it comes to Devin Brown in this game against Missouri, he has one job. Stay within the confines of the playbook and just do the things that you're asked to do every play to move the ball down the field. Now, I am not sitting here saying he needs to be some Superman, some hero. Go out there and play like Michael Vick. I am not saying that. But when you know you have a guy out there, Ryan Day, Corey Dennis, Brian Hartline, don't matter what offense the coach it is. You know you got a guy out there that has very little experience, has zero starts under his belt. You want to go out there and play a very good brand of football and coach a really good brand of football, and you're playing on a, a team in Missouri, that is really good. Yes, I know Missouri Tigers. It does not hit you like LSU does or Auburn does or Alabama does or Florida State or Florida or Miami, or whoever it might be, or USC, or UCLA, or Oregon. Missouri doesn't hit you like that when you hear Missouri's name. You don't think really good football team. But that's exactly what they have. And so Devin Brown, simply, once again, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Stay within the confines of the playbook. Don't try to do anything that's outside of of what you are as a football player. Don't try to invent, reinvent the wheel or show off some skill set that you've never showed off before, but all of a sudden, this is a stage to do, to do that. It's a big stage, a grand stage. I understand that. But I don't think Ryan Day is going to ask Devin Brown to do some Michael Vick-type play on the football field. Why am I saying Michael Vick? His name popped into my head, and he was a dog at Virginia Tech. He was a dog in the NFL until, of course, a dog fighting got in the way of him having a more successful and longer of a football career. Don't do that, man. Just stay within yourself. Now, there is the belief of the players around Devin Brown that he can do some things that Kyle McCord can't do. The players have seen some things from him. The coaches have seen some things from him. So if we see more runs from Devin Brown than Kyle McCord, that might be expected. Why? Ryan Day literally had a package made up for Devin Brown to utilize his legs in short yardage situations. 
I said it on the show. I'll say it again. I don't think that was the wisest way to utilize a roster in short yardage situations when you have Mayan Williams when he was healthy. Put him out there in short yardage. Chip Tram when he was healthy. I mean, even sometimes a little misdirection with Abuka or David Johnson may have been more successful and utilized better than bringing in Devin Brown for a short yardage situations. But I think we have seen from Ryan Day, he might think that Devin Brown, and I think he does believe Devin Brown being a guy that can utilize his legs on the field is a great way to help the offense be everything the offense can be in 2023. I firmly, firmly believe that. But I also believe when it comes to Devin Brown, dude, it's your first start. Don't try to do anything new. Stick within what you do. Stick within that playbook and let everybody else around you go off. Now, the thought is right now by me, the guy behind Devin Brown in the backfield is going to be Travion Henderson. So you know Henderson can do some things when he gets loose, when he gets to the hole. If we see Henderson like he played against Wisconsin and others down the stretch before playing Michigan, hey, that might be a great way for Devin Brown to in his head say, I don't need to do anything extra. I just got to stay within what I can do and what I'm asked to do as a quarterback. Who's on the outside? Harrison Jr., I believe, is going to play. Abuka is going to play. Julian Fleming is gone. Who gets moved up? Is it Jaden Ballard? Okay, let's see what you can do, young man. Is it Cardinal Tate? Great. I would definitely love to see Tate over Jaden Ballard. That's not me saying Jaden Ballard is bad. That's just me saying Cardinal Tate is that good. Is it Brandon Ennis? Okay, cool. I'm cool with that as well. Is it David Johnson? I think David Johnson's the easy route and the most expected route for a guy to be thrust up and pulled into the starting role with Fleming being gone. That's my first thought. But I just still will tell you this. I don't believe that is the wisest decision when it comes to playing the best receivers on the football field. Yes, David Johnson is a good football player. Do I believe he is the best or the third best receiver on Ohio State's roster? Absolutely not. Which goes into why I think younger guys should actually play over Xavier Johnson in the football field. However, he is wearing the Blocko jersey this year, so I firmly expect Ryan Day to say, hey, Fleming's gone. Johnson, you're starting. I'm cool with that. I understand it. I understand the thought. Don't think it's the best way to utilize the roster, but I understand why that would be the thought. And this thought about Devin Brown, let's go back a little bit to him. I don't really believe that if he plays well, he's automatically the starting quarterback in 2024. I don't think that at all. Plays well, wins. I don't know. But I do know this. Buckeyes win if he stays and does what he is asked to do and does not deviate from that, doesn't try to reinvent the wheel, doesn't try to, oh, do something that he saw on Madden or on NC2A Football 14. If he just does what he is asked to do in the final game of the regular season, that is a great way for him to have an upper hand, an upper leg, and cement his footing as the first quarterback in the room heading into spring ball. Now, and when we come out of spring ball, when we dive into spring ball, trust me, I'm going to have my own thoughts about Lincoln Kienholz, about Eric Noland, about Devin Brown, and about somebody else who the Buckeyes might bring in via the transfer portal. And I've said it once, I'll say it again, and I'm going to keep saying it until the portal window closes. We get into the spring at the end window. I'm probably going to say it again if the Buckeyes don't bring in a quarterback. 
They need to go out there in the portal and bring in a quarterback. I talked about Malik Murphy. I trust me. I think he is good. I would be. I'm comfortable with them bringing him in. Malachi Nelson from USC just decommitted as a freshman. Do I think he should come into Ohio State? Haven't dove into it enough to say yes or no. However, what I do know is this: it wouldn't shock me if Ryan Day went out there and said, "I understand we have some older guys in the room." We got some guys here, and if you bring them in, it might ruffle some feathers. But if I think, I'm speaking as Ryan Day, if they think that guy is the best guy out there for Ohio State to be a phenomenal offense in 2024, you go out there and bring him in. That's it. That's your job. You bring him in. But even if Ryan Day brings somebody in, if Devin Brown just does his job, stays within the confines of the playbook, and doesn't deviate from it, even if Ryan Day brings something in. Simply doing your job and listening to the coaches and not and being coachable, hey, that still might give DB, some of y'all want to use that, that nickname, so be it, that still might give DB the upper hand in this quarterback battle. <laughs> you have one last offseason, <laughs> going to have another one in the upcoming season as well. Speaking of Devin Brown and Lincoln Kienholz and Aaron Nolan, they all found themselves in this conversation. They all have one thing in common. We'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Of superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because of eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Buff Guys your first listen or first watch of every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel Found only at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Scott, some of you might be wondering, Jay, what do Darren Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, and Aaron Nolan have in common? 
You're thinking, well, the two, there are two guys that are currently at Ohio State. One guy who has said he'll be at Ohio State in January. But when I think about all three, what do they have in common? Their verbal or even written commitments to play football at Ohio State? No, because at, at the time of this recording, Aaron Nolan has not signed. So, no, that's not it. Eventually, that is going to be a common theme for all three, but that's not it. But the one thing they have in common, all three are unproven at the collegiate level. And I'm not here to try to just throw uh, some water on your fire and to try to burn that thing down. I am not trying to do that, but more provide a reality check. There's been some pushback by numerous people for a while. Buckeyes just should just trust their quarterbacks. Don't go elsewhere. Don't go out anywhere else to try to find a quarterback. Go out there and just trust the guys you recruited, which to some makes a lot of sense. And I do think there is a degree of validity to that statement and a degree of something that you could hold on to and say, yes, Ohio State should trust their recruiting. Here's the problem with that. Trusting and recruiting is great. You're recruiting guys and evaluating guys at the high school level. Not everybody you evaluate and you project to be, hey, he's a future starter, or maybe he's a backup in year number two, and maybe a backup in year number three because the older guy stayed, and all of a sudden, year four, bam, he's your starter. That's not the case. When it comes to these three guys, and I got some numbers here for you, their numbers, their stats so far in their career, they're not hot. They're not amazing. And collectively, they've only thrown 27 passes in their collegiate careers combined. Devin Brown's only played seven games in his career through his first passes, pass of his career and passes this season, 12 for 22, 54 and a half passing yards, 197 receiving yards, two touchdowns, one INT. Lincoln Keen holds, what are his numbers? Four for five at 80% completion percentage, uh, yards 25, no touchdowns, no INTs, and at one interception, excuse me, one incompletion, I forget the exact game was it Michigan State. I think it was Michigan State because I was in, I was out of town for that game. Remember watching that game like and on third down, it was like third and long, third and eight, third and seven, maybe. Forget the exact down or distance. Lincoln Kinholz drops back, throws the ball, and Ryan Day had the same look he gave to Common Court numerous times. What are you looking at? What are you thinking? Why did you make that decision? So not only is it that they don't have any passes, Lincoln Keaton holds is still figuring out how to play the game. And that's not a knock on him. And I'm not sitting here trying to knock Devin Brown for being inexperienced or for him not having or him being unproven or for nobody really knowing what Devin Brown is going to be when he's a consistent quarterback on the football field. I'm not trying to knock that. More provide a reality check for the Buckeye fans watching and listening to this show or that may do it in the future think about this let's flash back to the 2014 college football season Buckeyes go into the season with Braxton Miller as a quarterback literally one of the most electrifying and electric Ohio State quarterbacks I have ever seen maybe the most I don't know because Torrey Smith was good I think Braxton Miller was better than Terrell Pryor but Pryor was good as well so I don't know exactly where Braxton Miller stands as far as the hierarchy and the pecking order of the great of the great of the great at Ohio State quarterbacks, I know he's in the running. I know he's better than Kyle McCord. I don't know exactly where he stands, but I do know this: going into that season, Braxton Miller was a QB. 
What did you have? He gets injured. What do you have next? The backup of JT Barrett plays phenomenal in that season. One loss to Virginia Tech in that year. He also gets hurt. Game number 12 against Michigan. Who steps up? The third string quarterback, Cardell Jones. 59-0 against Wisconsin. Comes back a month later. Beats Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. What happens about eight to ten days later? What happens? Beats Oregon in the Natty. And what do you have? A third string quarterback who starts in the national championship game wins that game. Buckeyes with Buckeyes with the Natty. What do we know about JT Barrett and Cardo Jones in that moment? When JT Barrett was thrust into the limelight and the QB1 role, what do we know? Not much about him at the college level. Why? Because Braxton Miller was a dog, and when he's healthy, he's on the field. What did we learn about Cardo Jones? What did we know about him before he got thrust into the QB1 role? He was unproven. There was a reason why he was a third-string quarterback. And it's not saying a knock on him. And look, you got Braxton, you got JT. Yeah, hindsight is 20-20. But, buddy, those are, some, those are some pretty good players. So they were unproven. Bear was unproven. Jones was unproven. They also showed, hey, we could do some good things with the football. Now, I'm going to come out and say this. I am not up here saying Air Nolan or Devin Brown or Lincoln Keen holds any three of them are the caliber of player right now as a Braxton Miller. Definitely not. As a JT Barrett. Definitely not. As a Cardell Jones. Don't know why we don't have enough data, don't have enough film on them at the collegiate level to say, yes, they're better definitively over X, Y, or Z quarterback. And no, it's not a knock on them, just a reality check, which is why I caution anybody out there that says so-and-so is going to be QB1 next year. Based on what? Amongst these three guys? We don't have enough data to make those statements. Now, you say, well, I I, I believe Ken Holes is going to win the job. Why? He was a dog in high school, three-sport athlete, all-state. I do believe in multiple sports. What else do we know about Lincoln Ken Holes? He is a phenomenal guy. He's athletic, but he's also raw. He's still learning the game. What do we know about Aaron Nolan? Because I see, I, see I, I don't really clap back or – Comment to all the comments, but I see a lot of them. Aaron Nolan. What do we know about Aaron Nolan? Well, junior year was phenomenal. Undefeated in high school. I think he had over 4,000 passing yards, maybe close to five, actually. His numbers are stupid that year. Um, Not many interceptions, a lot of passing touchdowns. Didn't really run the ball that much. Great. Okay, cool. What do we know about him this year? I think less than 2,500 passing yards. Had three turnovers in a final game of his high school career. Did not win state. A really good guy. Don't get me wrong. Really, really good quarterback. But there were some things that he happened that happened in his senior year that didn't happen in his junior year. And it just might be football and the nature of the beast uh, running its course. I don't know what's next for Air Nolan or Devin Brown or Lincoln Kenholds, but I do know this: they are unproven. We don't know what to expect from them when they're on the football field at the college level. And that's not a bad thing. Just got to wait and see what they do on the field at the college level for making any definitive statements. Hey, that guy's QB1 next year 
or that guy is now. Devin Ron has a platform, the Cotton Bowl at AT&T Stadium, to show everybody, hey, I may not have the job won now, but I know what it's going to take to win the job in the offseason. Speaking of the offseason, we have reached the point of the offseason in quotation marks that we're on the eve of the early signing period. What should we expect when this period begins tomorrow? We'll dive into that next on Lockdown Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service is Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties? That's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Alhausen, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus. Visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. We are on the eve of the open of the early signing period in college football. It is definitely one of those things that when it comes to Ohio State, recruiting Recruiting, recruiting is huge. It is big. It is one of those things when we think about recruiting, our minds are there all the time. We're watching the guys that are going to be moving to Ohio State's recruiting class. Oh, is this guy going to flip? Is this guy going to stick? Whatever it is, flip season is here. Had Dylan Mariola flip once again. He flipped from Ohio State to Georgia, and he flipped from Georgia to Nebraska, where I think it should have ended up the entire time. Talked about it. Earlier this year, in regards to Royola's commitment, still one of the or recruitment, still one of the oddest recruitments that is out there. But in regards to this recruiting early period, there's an early signing period that begins tomorrow, runs through Friday. It used to be in February, used to be one day, but they split it up between an early period now and the one at the end after the Natty has played in the beginning of January for the rest of the players to sign the national letters of intent. The National Letter of Intent, I do think there's a narrative out there that people believe you got to sign. No. And I'm reading this directly from the National Letter of Intent website. Go there, nationalletter.org. And this is it. It lays it out here about the National Letter of Intent when it started in 1964 with seven conferences and eight independent institutions. The program now includes 652 Division I and Division II participating institutions. Uh, This website is not just for college football. It encompasses all the sports. You can go there, find the signing dates that are there that are available. I mean, it has all the information you would want because this website is dedicated to the NLI, the National Letter of Intent. Now, there's a narrative that says everybody has to sign. You don't. This comes directly from the website, quote, the NLI is a volunteer program with regard to both institutions and student athletes. No prospective student athlete or parent is required to 
sign the NLI and no institution is required to join the program, end quote. I definitely understand that, and I actually am not mad about that. You don't have to sign. You can. You don't have to. This just locks you in for one year. So for the school and the athlete, it locks you in for one year. Now, there are some circumstances where your NLI or national letter of intent may not be honored or it could be altered and voided for different reasons, but that's a very rare case. For Ohio State's current 2024 recruiting class, it's at least a hard verbal verbal commit. It's headlined by two guys. They're both, both wide receivers. Five-star receiver, number one in the class, according to 247 Sports, it is Jeremiah Smith, followed up by Mylon Graham of New Haven High School in New Haven, Indiana. You got Andrew Houston, who is a high school teammate of Dylan Rayola, which also goes into adding how odd this recruitment was. Um, you have the number one player in the state of Ohio and Aaron Scott. Aaron Nolan is a commit as well. Jeremiah McClellan. James Peoples, Garrett Stover, Bryce West. Not going to go through the entire list, but there are currently 20-plus players that have a hard verbal commit. The Buckeyes also recently got news that a player that they were that they wanted in recruitment ended up going and choosing to play at USC over <laughs> Ohio State. And I understand it. It's odd. Trust me. It's weird. The defensive tackle, Carlin Jones that I do believe Ohio State desperately wanted on their recruiting class and losing Justin, Justin Scott, one five-star was huge. Losing another one that really, Justin Scott was a verbal commitment. Carlin Jones hadn't committed yet, but you would want to stockpile all of those things. Don't be shocked if there are guys that are currently on the recruiting class. We don't hear anything from until the Army All-American Bowl. Uh, in, in January, because some guys want to still make that announcement official publicly on the national stage. So they may sign between tomorrow on tomorrow, Thursday or Friday and not make it public in any way until they're on national television during an All-American Bowl. That's just the way that the cookie crumbles. So when it comes to the, this period, be excited because a lot of guys right now are going to sign during this period and not wait until the later period in February. You sign, your commitment, or excuse me, your recruitment is done. The coaches that are trying to get you to alter your, your commitment and go against a verbal commitment or try to throw money your way, that is done. That is over, at least for next season. That is not to say that some coaches and some players and all the people that are part of the athletic departments and football programs might not use other tactics to get a hold of you and to get in your ear and to get you to change your commitment. Trust me, there are so many ways these coaches know how to do this stuff. I don't know what the right or wrong way is for these guys, but I do know this. This time of year is exciting. It's fun. It's going to be a lot of stuff coming your way tomorrow. A lot of news coming your way tomorrow in regards to National Letter of Intent, you might also hear name, image, or likeness. So if you see NLI or NIL, make sure when you look at it, you know if that middle one is an L or an I, so you know exactly which one they are speaking of or writing of. Because name, image, and likeness, NIL, is definitely going to be thrown around tomorrow because some guys, they want to go to the highest bidder. 
that's just the world we live in inside college football. So the early signing period is tomorrow. Looking to try to get Brian Smith, Lockdown's recruiting analyst, on the show later in the week towards the end of the early signing period to kind of get a recap of what we witnessed, what we watched, what we learned about Ohio State, and in regards to what guys that are part of the recruiting class might see playing time next year. Out of here on a Tuesday, Buckeye fans, you can follow me on X, which is formerly known as Twitter, at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at g mail.com. Thank you for being locked on Buckeyes, your first listen or first watch of every single day. In the meantime, you can definitely go ahead over to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast and make that your second listen of the day. Locked On Sports Today is a place to get all the sports news you need and all the sports news you want in 20 minutes every single day. Both Locked On Sports Today and the Locked On Buckeyes podcast, they're both a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Tuesday. I'll see you next time. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.